Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, April 13. We Have made it. sleep? I've gotten quite a bit of sleep this okay. week. I, I caught up from so last week. So it's the week. week after. The week after Easter. Yes. And uh, what a week it was. <laughs> it's a great week. It was uh, just incredible. Very busy. It was the mm-hmm. busiest Easter I have experienced ever. And part of it uh, didn't have anything to do with services. Right. Just we had a couple of funerals that turned out to be very large funerals. Right. Um, just kind of a crazy time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, a week just full of blessings. Did so, you get some rest after or uh, not? You know, I tried to sleep <laughs> Sunday afternoon, couldn't sleep, tried to take a nap Monday afternoon, got about 20 minutes in. Um, okay, I'm like the total opposite I of know. you. I napped on Sunday. I, I napped know, on Monday. I, I went know, to bed early every night this week. <laughs> I did go to bed uh, Sunday night about 8.15. <clears> mm-hmm. That's about as early as I hit the sack. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, just to recap, it was an incredible, mm-hmm. incredible weekend. Second Church has been doing Easter at the arena since 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the COVID year and right. then the year after when really very few people were back, we were in right. our building. Right. And um, it is quite an investment <sighs> to do yeah. Easter at the arena. It yeah. is quite an endeavor. It mm-hmm. takes hundreds of people yes. to make it happen. But I would make the case what happened on Sunday was one of the greatest days in the 124-year history. Let's we'll tell our Church listeners about it. Well, um, we know there were well over 2,000 people that were mm-hmm. there. We're not 100% sure on a final count. Um, 58 people made the decision mm-hmm. to accept Jesus, trust in Christ alone, be baptized. Right. Uh, I was in one of the baptismal tanks. Yeah. Um, they just kept coming. <laughs> I, I, I've not seen anything like that. Right. You know? And we knew ahead of time that about 15 or 16 yeah. were going to be Which baptized. Which is great. 15 we or 16 is incredible. We were you know? thrilled. But yeah, um, yeah I, thought, um, I thought the whole morning was fantastic. Uh, we, we had a short testimony video at the end of Kylie Garrison's message. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner Brown, yeah. who made the decision spur of the moment a year ago to right. get baptized, just told his story. What was it, 90 seconds? Right. I mean, it wasn't long. No. Yeah. And then Kylie made really an impassioned plea. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea was it all comes down to this. Mm-hmm. And I thought he really articulated well what the whole theme of the morning had mm-hmm. been, that um, th- this is, you know, a choice mm-hmm. you need to make. Mm-hmm. And I mean, boom, the people mm-hmm. came forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I just... It was a great day. I loved how he talked about at the beginning of his sermon that, you know, some people think you're just going to show up to heaven and say, God, I, I'm going to move in because I'm a good person. Good person. I liked how he talked yeah. about Celine Dion. You know, would yeah. you show up to Celine Dion's house and knock on the door and say, hey, I'm going to move in. I'm a good person. Right. She right. wouldn't let you move in. And right. God doesn't either. Right. I mean, so, right. yeah, you both did a really good job with the messages that morning. And uh, you, you told me to have top five. Do you have your yeah. top five memories or um, not? I'm going to let you go. Me? And then I'm going to play off that. Yeah, give me your top five. My top five memories. Now, this is not all related to Easter, right. but we had a funeral at the church on Good Friday. And at the end of the funeral, as they were dismissing people, um, Kim, the widow, had played the song by Maverick City, Fear is Not My Future. Yeah. And at at one point, she lifted her hand in worship, and that was probably one of my favorite moments of Good yeah. Friday. And that's Terry Rosdale's. Terry Rosdale's very, very widow. Very well-known. 
in this community. Yeah, the yeah. lyrics were, fear is not my future, you are. Sickness is not my story, you are. Heartbreak is not my home, you are. And death is not the end, you are. And I yeah. thought on Good Friday yeah. for a funeral, yeah. that was a top moment. Number two uh, was the overwhelming responses to be involved in the communion element at the Civic Center. Well, talk um, about that. Well, I invited like about 35 people to be a part of this communion element where people came onto the stage representing the body of Christ. And I thought, oh, if I call 35 and if half of them say yes, that'll be great. Well, they, they all everybody said yes. Said yes. And, <laughs> and it was a beautiful picture of the body yeah. of Christ. My favorite, prob- not, I mean, I love them all, but to have the oldest member of our church, Opal Shearer, be so excited about participating and she wanted to be on that stage meant a lot. And I thought the fact you got her one of our best chairs was awesome. She got the the really nice... A seat of honor at at the communion table. My third top moment was when you sang Because He Lives spontaneously in your message. That was a great moment. Number four was when our bass player, Ben Frost's son, got baptized and Ben didn't know he was going to be baptized. He looked down in the tank and the fist pump that Ben gave when his son was baptized, that was very meaningful. And then, I don't know if I've told you this, afterwards, um, just standing around talking to somebody, I could smell marijuana in the building. And I thought, (laughs) I think it is so cool that someone here, you know, they were smoking weed or whatever, they came to church and it was down there on the floor. So I wondered if it was somebody that got baptized. I thought that was a great yeah. moment for me that you it's know, a reminder it's a reminder you get dressed up on easter you put yeah. your sunday best on to go to church but yeah. um for lots of people their life is you know i mean maybe smoking weed is what they do every day i don't right. know but right. it just was a smell that reminded me that yeah. jesus loves everyone yeah. and anyone can come yeah and um yeah. be accepted so yeah. that, those are my top five moments. So here's my five. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to start with our Good Friday service. Yeah. I loved it. You know, you had teased the idea that we want to appeal to each of the five senses right. and to be at the table. Mm-hmm. People came forward not just for the cracker and the juice, mm-hmm. but they got an apple that symbolizes sin. Mm-hmm. They got the bitter herbs that symbolizes, you know, the the Israelite struggle and slavery. They got a piece of lamb, mm-hmm. roasted lamb mm-hmm. from uh, Rick Lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much did he roast, by the way? I couple think two, couple racks, two leg of lamb, two leg of lamb, yeah. I think, but um, you know, I had multiple people say I've never had lamb before. The Bible says that Jesus is the Lamb of God right, that takes right. away the sin of the world. So I just, I really love that mm-hmm. so much. Um, I, I led a funeral service for another very mm-hmm. faithful member on Thursday, Tom Edwards, right. and his granddaughter mm-hmm. gave a eulogy. Sadie's eulogy was mm-hmm. just incredible. Aww. And and what I loved about it so much is I had a bird's eye view of her grandma mm-hmm. and her mom and dad and. And all of the you know the cousins and you could just see mm. that was exactly what they needed mm. and i think it's just a reminder that you know death is never fun you know it's never right. enjoyable when you right. lose a loved one but when that loved one is a follower of jesus right. um you know it's not a forever goodbye yeah. you know it's so long for a season mm. um i i really thought the communion time i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on that mm. i thought that was just absolutely incredible to to see the, the diversity of mm-hmm. people coming up and mm-hmm. um and and you I could not see well but I would for some reason the lights came down at one point and you could see people and they, they, I mean I think people really got it I think they really yeah, understood so. what was unfolding I I love the worship set mm-hmm. you know a couple of the songs I'd never heard of before mm-hmm. um and and I just can't stop singing some mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. I thought it was really great and then the number one highlight was that 58 people yeah. came forward and said and 
Um, I mean, we were tired when we got, I think we baptized 27 people, wow. Marla and I yeah. in the tank. Yeah. And, uh, it was so fun to just see their expressions. Yes. And, you know, for some of them, you know, they said, I'm afraid of water. And, you know, mm-hmm. for some of them, they were ready to go down before we were right. and it just, just a variety of ages. Right. Uh, we had children, you yeah. know, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had people that were much older than mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. made that decision. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just, uh, it's a day I won't forget. Right. You know? And now God's really given won't. us that responsibility to follow up with those people. That's exactly right. That's the next challenge, exactly I think, for right. us as a church. So really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about some second church happenings. I'm really excited that we're going to have Chris Easton with us mm-hmm. about 830. Mm-hmm. Chris is the chaplain here at the Danville Correctional Center, mm-hmm. but he's going to come in and talk about something I don't know a lot about. Do you know much about spiritual direction? I do not. Yeah. And I know he has become a spiritual director. And we're going to talk about that and pick his brain. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, April 13, and we'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments, and he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, April 13th. And Stephanie, you know, it is just an honor to be able to do Direct Line every week. We're in year four, right. and uh, it's a highlight of my week to be able to spend time uh, just talking about things related to faith mm-hmm. and our community and couldn't do Direct Line without some awesome sponsors. All right. We're thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. So one thing I want to, uh, I guess, follow up on in terms of Holy Week, um, 
Easter. One of the things many Protestants are not very good at, and I would put Church of Christ Christian Church at, is that we are all in on Easter, and you should be all in on Easter. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I think Good Friday, I mean, our church has only done a Good Friday service the last couple years, right? I mean, 10 years maybe? Yeah, Yeah. the last 10 years. But I mean, for a long time, there was no Good Friday service. And if you have any connection like to Anglican Mm -hmm. churches or Catholic churches Mm -hmm. or Lutheran churches, there's a whole bevy of services that are a part of Lent. Right. So what are we thinking about possibly for next year? Well, you want to do either, is it Ash Wednesday or Monday, Thursday, well, or maybe both? I kind of want to do both. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. Both. I you think know, we Ash, might have to convince some other people. Yeah. Ash <laughs> Wednesday would be six and a half weeks before Easter. Right. It really leads yeah, into true, the season true. of Lent. And it's really a repentance service. Uh, I've been a part of a couple, and to me, it just kind of sets the stage Mm -hmm. for what lies ahead. Mm -hmm. But um, Monday, Thursday services, I've only been a part of a couple of them, Mm -hmm. and it reenacts the events of Thursday night of Holy Week. And Mm -hmm. there's two primary possibilities. One is what we read in John 13, which would be like a foot washing ceremony. Mm -hmm. The other, and and probably the primary, is the institution of the Lord's Supper. So would you do communion on Thursday night and not on Friday night? Well, I mean, I think you could always do both, but like what you did with communion this year, um, I, I think that could be could an entire be, service right. in itself almost. Right. Right. And and if you want it to be interactive, you know, you could have an entire segment where you talk about Jesus, the Lamb of God right. that takes away the sin of the world. Right. You know, where you talk about why, why was the Passover mm-hmm. instituted? I mean, th- th- there's a, a variety of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These don't necessarily need to be long services. Right. I'm not talking about, you know, 75 minutes long right. necessarily. But I think anytime we slow down mm-hmm. and we, we lean in, I, one of the things things I loved about Easter season this year is from February 19 to Easter at the arena, mm-hmm. we were in right. the last week of Jesus's life via right. the gospel of Mark. Right. And so, you know, it was a little weird to do Palm Sunday on February 19 <laughs> right. and then not do Palm Sunday on April 2nd. You know, I did have one person that was like, I was really expecting Palm Sunday today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we did it, you know, a month and a half ago right. and you right. weren't around, you know, right. <laughs> you were in Florida and I love you. But I mean, right. that's just, that that's kind of the deal. But I think it really, helped bring it alive yes. all that unfolded yes. in that week yeah. like none other I so agree. i'm agree. excited uh, i think we've got to start talking about it sooner than later easter is going to be early right. next year and i don't know if you know this or not just in my personal life we'll celebrate easter on sunday march 31st and i'm getting on an airplane with 30 friends the very next day for an yep, israel trip so um yeah. So yeah, that's going to be, and I, I probably will take a nap on Easter <laughs> Sunday afternoon next oh, year. Oh, you'll be hyped, ready for yeah. that trip. Hey, there's a couple things that are happening in the life of our church that I wanted to to talk about this morning. We we have teased Secret Church. Mm-hmm. David Platt is a preacher in the Washington D.C. area, McLean Bible Church. He is convinced that Christians have no idea mm-hmm. what most of the world experiences, and and he's right. right. I mean, how would we know? Right. Right. But you you have Christians that you know, live in places like China, North Mm -hmm. Korea, Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. parts of Nigeria. The only way they're able to worship is if they do it under the cover of darkness, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe in secret in a basement. And and a lot of times they they can't do it weekly. 
Right. You know, we think, well, why can't you do it weekly? Well, because you, you have opposition that right. are trying to stop you. Right. So when they gather together, they gather for hours at mm-hmm. a time. So that's really mm-hmm. what Secret Church is. Hmm. It's going to be Friday night, April 21st, beginning at 6 p.m., and it's going to go at least six hours. Right. Uh, I, I'm throwing it out to the DL audience. If you, you want to know more about this, reach out to me, mm-hmm. Greg, at secondchurch.com. Spell that out, secondchurch.com. But uh, I was a part of it last year. David Platt really got going and didn't stop until about quarter till one, but um, it was a great day. And then the other thing, uh, Gary Johnson from E2 Elders, how would you describe Gary as a preacher? Um, almost just like more conversational. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't very know. full of I've energy. only heard him a couple I times. Mean, very engaging. You know, very when I engaging, hear him, yeah. he'll talk for 35 minutes right. and I feel like it's like 15 minutes. He right. just... He has an incredible gift, but he preached for us last September. Correct. And created a little bit, I don't know what I would call it. A stir, maybe. A stir, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He really helped us think through what happens when you die, you know? And he talked about some of the, I I guess, perspectives that are out there. There's a lot of people that believe in soul soul sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people aren't really sure, is there going to be a rapture? What Mm -hmm. will that look like? Mm -hmm. And he went right from the words of Jesus in Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 24. But I know in the weeks that followed, I had many people reach out and say, you know, I grew up part of this Protestant, you know, tradition and uh, what he said is not what I was taught, right. but he shared the words of Jesus. <laughs> so right. I think right. he might be right. And so the idea was yeah. we need to hear more. Right. And so we're bringing him back on Saturday, so May 6th. He's going to be with us all Saturday morning, mm-hmm. 830 to 1130. It's a seminar. We're calling it on heaven. He mm-hmm. wrote a book on heaven, mm-hmm. but it's really going to tackle a lot of the, the questions surrounding what happens when I die, right. what happens when Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. And the best part about it is I think he's going to take questions. Mm, so there's going to be a kind of an extended Q&A. And that's a free time. event? Free event, yeah. no cost. We would love for you to sign up mm-hmm. if possible, mm-hmm. but I'll just say this right now. If you don't sign up, show up. That's right. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. We'll have the coffee and pastries or whatever, yeah. donuts yeah. flowing, and we'll take a break about halfway through. And then Gary's going to stick around on May 7, right. and uh, he's going to preach. I think we're combining that yep. day. The two venues are yep. going to combine together. Is he going to preach on heaven that day? Or I don't it, think so. No, no. Okay. actually uh, we start a new series, really this Sunday. Uh, this is mm-hmm. kind of a bridge message this Sunday. We're looking at John 21 after mm-hmm. the resurrection, but we're really focusing on Peter mm-hmm. and what did Peter do with this mandate that Jesus gave him. And mm-hmm. then starting next Sunday, April 23rd, we're all in on the book of Acts right. till Labor Day. So it's, it's going to be the series. longest series I've ever been a part wow. of. Wow. But we're asking Gary Johnson to be a part of that. Gotcha. There's this really cool passage of scripture at the end of Acts chapter two that gives us insight into what the first Christians were like. Mm-hmm. You know, it says that they were devoted to mm-hmm. the word and mm-hmm. to the fellowship and to the breaking of mm-hmm. bread and to prayer. And then it talks about many of their habits. And mm-hmm. we're going to ask him just to take those five mm-hmm. or six verses and tackle that. Very I good. am confident he has preached on that text many times <laughs> in his life, and yeah. I'm confident it'll be an excellent, excellent And you and I message. will be at the prison that We're day. We're going to the prison. That's yeah, right. And you've never been to the prison on Sunday morning. Not Is on that Sunday right? morning. Yeah. Not yeah. on the inside. And so, so. Uh, I just continue to be thankful for right. that opportunity to, to go and to share. And uh, I, 
I'll say it again. I know I've said it before. It's the only time that when I preach, uh, they're disappointed that I stop. Most of the time when I when I have that closing prayer, there's, like, there's a sense of relief. We can get to lunch now. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But in, in all seriousness, yeah. th- these are brothers in Christ mm-hmm. that are hungry for the word. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to my friend, Pastor Thomas Miller, mm-hmm. who for decades yes. has been going to the prison on Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. And he gives them about 90 minutes wow. and uh, just the faithfulness of mm-hmm. Pastor Miller. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for. And, um, you know, it's one of the few mandates that you see from Jesus. Hey, hey, Christians, mm-hmm. you need to do this. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always kind of amused when people give you a hard time about why are you why are you going to the prison mm-hmm. or why are you talking about the prison? You know, I had a guy last fall ask, why do you keep talking about all those convicts, um, which is just harsh, you know, just to, right. to say it like like that. But um, I, w- I, I challenge people, mm-hmm. consider the words of Jesus. So, you know, I was going to bring up a, a Katy Perry article, but I think I'm just going to save that because... Uh, oh, I think we yeah, should bring well, it we up. Don't, we only have a couple minutes. I'm not going to do justice to it. <laughs> yeah, so. but you and I are kind of on opposite ends of it. Well, so. that's why next week we might Maybe? have to bring it back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds so good. You can have an entire week to consider <laughs> why my position and my perspective is right. Oh, gee. What do you think? Just kidding. Come on. Hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to visit with Chris Easton. You're listening to Direct Line. Uh, We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you at the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 217- 477-0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC 
You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie with Greg. And, um, you know, we were just talking about the fact that we get to go to the prison together on yes. May 7th. I've never done a Sunday morning service. I've been there for other events, but I've never gotten to do a Sunday morning event. Um, and so I'm looking forward to going with you on May 7th. And it's partly because of Chris Easton that we get to get in there and, uh, you know, do services like this. And so we're glad to have Chaplain Chris Easton with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Very glad to be glad here. Glad to have you. Grateful for Second Church's partnership mm-hmm. at the prison. It's been a wonderful experience for us. Well, and I need to say welcome back to Direct Line. We had you on Direct Line a couple weeks ago on mm-hmm. our school board mm-hmm. candidate show. And I want you to know I voted for you, <laughs> and I was disappointed that uh, you, you were not elected, reelected, whatever the, mm-hmm. the phrase mm-hmm. would be. But um, I want to start by saying... Um, one of our coworkers paid a great compliment mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. and uh, was very much hoping you were going to be reelected because they said the one thing about Chris Easton is you tirelessly responded mm. to every parent or community email, phone mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want from my elected officials is I mm-hmm. want people that are engaged. And so thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I was glad to serve. I'm still serving. Yeah, there's, right, right. There's still a vacancy, so right. we don't know what will happen with that too. Mm-hmm. So I might end up you right. know, we don't know what will happen. Okay. But well, I appreciate I, you. I appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I've asked you to come in today because um, you are a spiritual director. Is yes. that right? Yes, I am. And so can I be very um, honest with you and mm-hmm. I guess ignorant? I, I don't really know what that means necessarily. I don't, I don't know um, how does one become a spiritual director? What is a spiritual director? How is it different maybe from like Christian counseling? Oh, well, I know a lot about Christian counseling. I've received more counseling than anyone in this room, <laughs> okay, for sure, okay, because okay. my wife, Melanie, is a counselor. There you go. Ah, there you okay. go. But, uh, a spiritual uh, director, though, is is uh, basically the best way to describe it is help given by one Christian to another that okay. enables that person to pay attention to God's communication with them. Hmm. Okay. To help them respond to God personally, to grow in intimacy with God, <laughs> and then to live out the consequences of that relationship that they've discovered. Hmm. Okay. And how do you become a spiritual director? What, what's that process look like? Well, you can go to a, a few websites. If you're evangelical, you can go to graftedlife.org. Uh, they have a spiritual director um, training process that they say is appropriate. Uh, SDI World, Spiritual Directors International.com has also some training. But for someone like me, uh, what I did was I found an association of theological schools training program. So where I went to seminary, that's the the credential you're looking for is Mm -hmm. an actual seminary that offers it. And uh, we have one nearby, well, within three hours at St. Meinrad uh, okay. Seminary and School in St. Meinrad, Indiana. Okay. And so how you get to be a spiritual director is um, first in their experience, the best thing to do is to have someone that has a master's degree that's over 35 years old, master's degree in theology, a master's of divinity. Yeah. And then they send you through a three-year training program after that. Three okay. years. Okay. Yeah, three so years. Pretty, pretty significant time. Yes. And expensive. Commitment. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I had a choice of going through the doctorate program um, at Fuller Theological Seminary mm-hmm. um, in California or to choose just a certificate program. Yeah. Uh, and just out for cost and not having to fly and yeah. mm-hmm. all that. It was, yeah. it was why I chose St. Meinrad. And so where did you go to seminary? 
I went to seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, okay. Nazarene uh-huh. Theological Seminary. Okay. That was a great experience. Got when my... this show is over, I'm mm-hmm. jumping in my car and driving to Kansas City, oh, Missouri. Very good. That's where my daughter lives. They got the best so. barbecue in the world. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite? Yes. Yeah. Um, Jack Stacks is the best one, I think. For okay. Sure. I'm, I'm taking to, them out to you'll, supper you'll Friday need, night. You'll Jack need, uh, Stacks. Is you'll need two or three Benjamin Franklins in your pocket to eat there. Okay. So it's not cheap, huh? Yeah. Here's a question. Speaking of cheap and money. So, okay, this sounds like it's definitely more than a, like a mentoring thing. Yeah. Do you get paid to do this? Well, so, so it's, I mean, you have a client. Do you have what do you have? What do you have? Someone pays you to do so this? So you have spiritual directees. Uh, there are okay. there are several ways that people do receive spiritual direction. I specifically don't receive money for spiritual direction. Okay. Uh, it's not my. But there are some people who do, huh. um, okay. and uh, and maybe in the future I would. Maybe if I didn't have a job anymore mm-hmm. and right, it was my right. full time mm-hmm. job, mm-hmm. I might do mm-hmm. it. But no, uh, there's no no charge. And um, the tradition started in the Benedictine tradition, which is Roman Catholic, you yeah. know, around the year 500, 600. Right. And so it's an ancient tradition, hmm. and it's getting a lot of steam um, yeah. in the last few years. So I think years. of I think of Romans twelve and the idea: don't conform to the ways of the world be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you can test and approve what God's will is, his mm-hmm. good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little bit like what you're trying to do with people, is help them really come face-to-face with, what, what is God's will for my life? Is that too simplistic? Oh, I think that's a good that's a good way to say it. People who come to spiritual direction typically come because they're feeling like an inner hunger yeah. or a longing, and sometimes they... Uh, they just have like this need and they want something more, an ache even, and yeah. uh, they want a closer closer connection with God in their life. And so as a spiritual director, I help them um, notice, and uh, if you if you like barbecue, you'll like this word, yeah. savor Ooh, <laughs> their relationship, and, and maybe even relive out what God has been doing in their life to help them recognize he's actually been effectively involved and in, effectively involved in their life yeah um, and help them recognize unpack areas in their own life they might have unfreedom in uh, things that they might be holding back from God and mm-hmm. not bringing up to God in mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. yeah and so we talk a lot about their prayer life and what they're asking God when they go to prayer not so much you know are you praying enough or you know beating people over the head you're not doing right. enough right. but just right. what might be going on that's in your relationship with God right now. Is it kind of similar to like people get a, like a life coach or a, they go to the gym and they get someone that helps them with their, you know, physical personal trainer, a personal trainer. Is that sort of along the lines, but just uh, along the lines of spiritual? uh, Well, the key, I think the, the, Maybe you could Maybe. say that. Uh, uh-huh. The key difference, I think, spiritual directors operate from the, the assumption that the person is already whole. Okay. Um, so you're not but, trying to fix somebody. But, yeah. And we recognize, too, that healing can only come from God. Yeah. That's a very mm-hmm. big, important thing. And so mm-hmm. just helping them to just tap into what's God doing in your life right now and mm-hmm. just having someone that they can talk to openly, confidentially about that mm-hmm. and uh, helping them tap into their own well of wisdom within mm-hmm. themselves. Hmm. So one of the struggles I have as a pastor, I've had it for 30 plus years now, is people will be really moved maybe by an Easter service. Maybe Mm -hmm. something happens and they're like, I need to take my walk with Jesus to that next level. Mm -hmm. And they come to people like you and me, Stephanie. And a lot of times what we say is we'll start serving in this ministry. And that may be what it needs to be or read this book or do this thing. But I mean, we... We have a lot of people at Second Church. It is hard to really dig deep with 
you know, a variety of people. What I love about this is that's really what it sounds like mm-hmm. is that you're you're having hmm. that opportunity in a one-on-one capacity to really dig deep. How often do you guys typically get together, uh, a directee? So um, is that what you call them? Yeah, directees. Directee, okay. Yeah. Right. So uh, you meet monthly, um, hmm. at least monthly, and uh, you meet for forty-five minutes to an hour. Um, I've been in spiritual direction since twenty thirteen, and I've met monthly with my spiritual director. Okay. Um, and yeah, you you do sort of get to have the opportunity to just um, recognize what God is doing in your life right now, what He might be saying to you, discerning God's voice yeah. in the middle of maybe maybe some things that are happening, maybe mm-hmm. your empty nester, maybe mm-hmm. uh, you've gone through a divorce recently, maybe you've gone through an illness, right. and you're just wondering where, where God is at in this. Maybe God feels close to you right now, but maybe he doesn't, maybe mm-hmm. he feels distant, and just yeah. having a way to talk about that and using some spiritual disciplines to uh, um, help yeah. Yeah. bring that out. Ideal candidate. Young person, middle-aged, older person. I mean, is there such a thing as an Someone ideal candidate? Someone already a believer, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, for I, me, for me, um, there are some spiritual directors that you can find. If you go to that website, graftedlife.org, you'll find evangelical spiritual directors. Spiritual D- Direction International, you'll find people who not, aren't necessarily Christian. But for mm-hmm. me, yeah, one Christian helping another, gotcha. helping them pay mm-hmm. attention to God's mm-hmm. communication. Yeah. So if you, if you just want to maybe have a deeper relationship with God than you have right now and you want someone to journey with you in that hmm. process you would you would reach out to a spiritual director. And how do director. they reach out to you? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have my own website do which is really uh, really, really fun. It's called listeningtothelyspirit.com. I like it. Um, but also you can go to websites like graftedlife.org. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an evangelical spiritual directors association. They won't put anyone on their website and that website that hasn't been trained properly. Hmm. Yeah, um, gotcha. And so that's that's. Do you great. use some of this stuff then at the prison with the people that you deal with there? Oh yes, I, I use so. I use every piece of training that I've ever mm-hmm. gotten at the prison on a yeah. regular basis, right. but not not formally in spiritual direction because right. right. it would be too uh, too. There's only one chaplain there, so right. 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 Forty five minutes with one person would be right. uh, a lot. I mean, right. I would spend forty five minutes, but right. So gotcha. I asked you about I ideal candidate. Here's the reason I'm Mm -hmm. asking that question is that I have seen something happen in my ministry that's really unexpected. Uh, I teach a Tuesday morning Mm -hmm. Bible study that has typically been the old people's Bible study. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say that's elderly, older, but but what I'm saying is most people that retired are working at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. And so, you know, this was a Bible study that was 30 to 35 to 40 people. Mm -hmm. Well, it's exploded. I mean, Mm -hmm. like we had over 70 on the Tuesday Mm -hmm. after Easter. And what I'm seeing is you you have some people that are retiring at a a younger age, like Mm -hmm. mid to late Mm fifties even. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, I, I've got all this time on my hands right now, mm. and I know hmm. God has more in store for me. So when I first learned about spiritual direction, I'm thinking of like my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like my son. The more I hear you, the more I'm thinking it's that person that retired at 56 that's saying, I plan on being here mm-hmm. for a couple decades, and I've got all this time on my hands. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I've received a lot of training on how to help people in their, in their second phase of life mm. um, and how to... To listen for God and what God might be asking you to do. Um, as every heartbeat that you have, every breath you take, mm-hmm. God has you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. helping people to 
to in, encourage people to ask God what he would have them do next. So yeah, yeah that's definitely a big part of spiritual yep. direction. So you are a Nazarene. That's mm-hmm. your background. Yes. Um, but you preach every week. Mm-hmm. Is it a Methodist church? I do, yes. Okay. Seidel, United Methodist Church in Seidel, Illinois. Yeah. So talk about that if someone's looking for a church. Oh, yeah. We're all, you know, anyone who's close by to Seidel, we're... We're right down there. You can't miss us. There's only three churches in town, so okay. I've uh, been been there since July. And uh, what time is service? We start at ten fifteen on Sunday. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. nine fifteen for Bible study. What a busy guy! So you're chaplain at the prison. Mm-hmm. You're doing spiritual directing, yep. um, and you t- you preach at a, at a church. Yes, you're a parent. Mm-hmm. When you weren't you at the hospital, son? I was. Yes, yeah. during during COVID, wow. I was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're guy. a man of many hats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, as long as we have breath in us, mm, we're that's supposed right. to do whatever God that's asks right. us to do. Now, so. now, you did mention your wife. She's a counselor mm, she in the community. and yep, She's uh, a counselor for Alliance Counseling. Yeah. And you can find her on psychologytoday.com in, okay. in Danville. But she's been in Danville for a few years. So what's it like to be married to a counselor? You know, I, 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 it's comfortable on the couch. I've been yeah. there a lot. <laughs> well, I'm married to a math teacher, so you know I've got to get the uh, oh, got to get boy. the addition correct along those lines. Wow! Hey, Chris, uh, just a really mm-hmm. basic, but I think maybe mm-hmm. the most important question we're going to ask is: How can people that mm-hmm. pray pray for you? Mm-hmm. Pray for this venture. What would your mm-hmm. your prayer request be? Well, um, I think the best thing you could do to pray for me is just to help me to have courage to live mm. out uh, the consequences of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Help me to have courage. Yeah. Be obedient. Yeah. That's the best yeah. thing I think I could ask for in prayer. I don't That's think pretty. I've ever heard of it put that way, to yeah. the consequences yeah. mm-hmm. to having a relationship with Jesus. It changes yeah. everything about what we do. That's right. You're right. Everything. Mm. And, you know, we're getting ready to dive into that mm. um, as we get into the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. see... Peter and John, mm-hmm. those guys that were sleeping at Gethsemane, mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. failure, 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 failure during mm-hmm. Holy Week, mm-hmm. uh, I think they figured something out in the mm-hmm. weeks that followed the resurrection. You're going to mm-hmm. see a very different Simon Peter standing before the Sanhedrin. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a lesson for us today. You know, mm-hmm. I heard a... Um, uh, a pretty well-known Christian leader in our country, John Stone Street, said Christians have to figure out what it means to have a theology of getting fired. And I first heard that, and I thought, what in the world he's talking about? And it's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that if I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and that's most important, yep. um, and I live for Jesus first and foremost, um, saving my job may not be the most important reality per se. It doesn't mean you try to go get fired, right. but it does mm-hmm. mean that you know what, what what's first, mm-hmm. what's most important, mm-hmm. yep. what really matters. And you know, one of the things spiritual direction does is it brings into the light any areas of darkness or unfreedom mm-hmm. yeah. and, and help the person to talk to God about those things. So often when we get in darkness, we do what Adam and Eve did and we hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, spiritual direction helps people not to hide from God. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Wow. Hey, um, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question. Oh, that's okay. But one of the <laughs> things that um, I, I think is interesting is you are a prison chaplain. I am. And so someone's listening and they're just intrigued by that. They want to mm-hmm. know more about what is a prison chaplain? How does one become a prison chaplain? Mm-hmm. How do they explore that? Sure. Well, prison chaplaincy is a multifaceted ministry. So in, in Illinois, let's just use Illinois as an example, you would need to have a, a training as an, an undergraduate degree, then a master's of divinity. Okay. And then um, then 
what's called clinical pastoral education. So you can actually go to hospitals in some prisons around the country. They're certified to teach people how to be um, how to offer faith okay. services in a multi-faith hmm. environment, gotcha. pluralistic environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you, you go through that training, and uh, then we will be ready to hire you because Illinois has a shortage of chaplains. Really? So does OSF. So does Carl. Mm-hmm. Why is um, that? Well, because an undergraduate degree takes a lot of time and okay. money. A graduate degree takes three more years. Mm-hmm. Clinical okay. pastoral education takes another year. Okay. It's a lot of training. And the church um, doesn't like to give up its pastors very mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Other faith traditions, they don't like to give them up too easily. Right. And um, it's just, it's also a hard place to work in a prison. Um, you okay. Know, just a hard place. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, this past week, uh, we had, on Good Friday, we had 11 people baptized. Awesome. You know, that, was a, that was a great opportunity, oh, a great, yeah. great thing to see. Um, but then, you know, there's a lot of other things that are just harder in a prison mm-hmm. than they are. And, mm-hmm. and, and hospitals, too. A lot of death and dying, mm-hmm. seeing people in crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the church um, is just sometimes, like, more peaceful. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. just a darker place to go mm-hmm. into these places. I'd say sometimes the church is more peaceful. <laughs> I'll tell you, a highlight for me is the Sundays I get to go to Danville mm-hmm. Correctional Center and preach. Yes. I said this before you got in here. And they're glad you're there. Every time I'm there, mm-hmm. at least a couple of them say, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wish you would have preached longer. Mm-hmm. Can yes. I tell you, I can count on one hand the number of times I've heard that in a church yeah. ever. You know what I mean? So. Well, the, the, the context of putting a fence and not letting people leave mm-hmm. creates a spirit that is different if mm-hmm. you're there regularly. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you come in and out, you don't feel it as much, and I'm grateful that you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you see it and when you experience it on a regular basis, it's a lot harder. And in the mm-hmm. hospital setting, too, mm-hmm. yeah. when people are sick and dying, it's, yeah. it's just difficult. It's yeah. hard. And yeah. so it takes a calling, someone you'd yeah. be called sure. to, to be a chaplain. Mm-hmm. Chaplain I, I Chris have that, Easton, so. man, thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so yes. much for joining us today. Hey, one more time, if someone wants to reach out to you, they want to get more information about <laughs> listening to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yep. That's great. Well, we appreciate you, man. You take care. Thank you. God bless you. We're going to break. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home and Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. 
To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, April 13th. Stephanie, that was fascinating. That was really interesting. I learned a lot. I, I learned a lot, too. And it, the, just the difference maybe between, between pastoring or, yeah. and, you know, someone who's like a spiritual director. Yeah. Just thinking about the differences there. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I know uh, we didn't dive in a lot to what's happening here in town at the Danville Correctional mm-hmm. Center, but I am just very thankful mm-hmm. that Chris Easton is our chaplain. Yes. Um, man, I'll just say he is all in. I've seen it up close right. and personal. Right. Uh, just last year, a highlight for me in 2022 was the outdoor worship event mm-hmm. at the Danville mm-hmm. Correctional Center. Right. And I think we're going to try to do yeah. something again I think so. this year. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you are interested in spiritual direction, mm-hmm. reach out to him, mm-hmm. very intriguing to yeah. me and yeah. uh, fascinating mm-hmm. and just a blessing to know that right here in Vermilion County, we have a, what would you call it, a licensed, a licensed a trained yeah. spiritual director. Yeah. So good stuff, definitely. Hey, I have a really slack. Yes, you have. Um, I've, I've You're really, a slacker. I've, I've missed the boat with our history <laughs> segment. And I know you've been just heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, I know right, right now right. there's just a chorus of praise Jesus <laughs> that the history segment, segment is, is coming back. But um, it was interesting. I still get the you know the daily updates, and as I see mm-hmm. them, I, I, I'm noticing uh, some things that I, I really want to bring to light from this week in history. And the first is this: April 9, 1945. Lutheran pastor and theologian Diedrich Bonhoeffer, he's hanged in the concentration camp at Flossenburg only days before the American liberation Hmm. of the camp would take place. Now, Bonhoeffer uh, wrote a bunch. What I love about Bonhoeffer, I think, so much is that he fled Germany. He was teaching at a seminary in New York City, Union Theological Seminary. He was doing great. You know, there was nothing happening in New York Mm -hmm. in the early 40s. He really felt like the Holy Spirit said, you need Hmm. to go back to your homeland. His family begged him. His friends begged him. And he said, I've got to go. Before long, he was arrested. He was in the concentration camp. But this is kind of his famous quote. uh, This is the end for me the beginning of life. Hmm. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with, you know, the funerals last right, week. Right. And uh, w- when you have that kingdom perspective, I think it changes mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a recommendation. If you have never read Bonhoeffer, you should. Hmm. And his classic work is called The Cost of Discipleship. Hmm. And I have a copy if you ever want to read it. But mm-hmm. I would just, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, probably not for very much would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But in it, he unpacks the concept of cheap grace. Mm, I don't know if you've heard of that concept before or not. And I think uh, American Christianity is embracing the concept of cheap grace Mm, today. mm -hmm. And he really compares cheap grace with costly grace. Mm, And mm. it's the idea that we do have freedom in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we are forgiven. We are, as we sang Sunday, we are free. Get up, get up, get out of that grave. But the whole idea is because I'm free, that doesn't mean 
I dive in, you know, to the right. sinful lifestyle right. once again, right. it's that idea of costly grace. Right. So, um, second, April 12, 1963, Martin Luther King Jr. is in prison in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and he pens an open letter that became known as Letter from a Birmingham Jail. Mm. Have you read it? I have not. It is must reading. I have a copy. So uh, I've got some reading to do it. You do. Like. You do. Some you're going to read some Bonhoeffer and you're going to read some MLK. Okay. But uh, it is an unbelievable mm. articulation mm-hmm. of uh, just every person is created equal. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, shamefully, sadly, uh, during the, the time of Dr. King, you had people in power. Mm-hmm. They were abusive. Mm-hmm. They were harsh. Mm-hmm. They were racist. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the whole litany. And, and yet we see unfolding today, unfortunately, power still corrupts yeah. and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book right now by Dr. Michael Kruger called Bully Pulpit. I don't know if I yeah, told you, you told that me or about not. That. Uh-huh. And um, I'm, I'm taking it with me uh, on my Kansas City trip. And um, I didn't want to put it down this morning because mm-hmm. he basically says, I never thought I'd write a book on church leadership. I, I I never thought I'd go down that road. And if I did, I never thought I'd be writing about bad leaders. Mm. But he said, the problem is we know about the really high powered bad leaders, but it's playing out all throughout mm. the church. And um, so anyway, I just, I, I highly recommend Letter to a Birmingham Jail. Now here's the third history segment. And this <laughs> is not in the neighborhood of the first two right. in terms of significance. <laughs> but um, on this day in 1978, April 13, 1978, it's, opening day at Yankee Stadium. And the New York Yankees give away thousands of Reggie candy bars in honor of their new superstar (laughs) outfielder, all-star Reggie Jackson. And so in his first at bat, you couldn't script it any better. Reggie Jackson hits a home run and guess what all the fans do? They throw their candy bars on the field. They didn't even eat them? Not their wrappers? Wouldn't you eat the candy? I would eat it first and then throw my wrapper out probably. Well, I don't... Why? First of all, (laughs) why would you throw anything onto the field? It must have just been a phenomenon that sort of happened. I guess. But here's the question that I have. Mm -hmm. What happened to those thousands of candy bars (laughs) that were thrown onto the field at Yankee Stadium? The grounds crew. Yep. They cleaned it up. They got it. Now, are are you not much of a sports connoisseur, are you? Not not really. And definitely not baseball. Yeah. So um, one of the... And Garrett, I don't know if you Mm -hmm. are much of a hockey guy or not, but I used to really be into hockey when the Blackhawks were good. They're not good anymore. But there was a period of seven, eight years where they they were probably the most consistent team Hmm. in the NHL. And when they would play their rival, the Detroit Red Wings, do you know what the Red Wings would do when something positive happened? They would throw an octopus on the ice. An octopus? Yes. Yes. Why? I I have no idea because I guess they're Detroit (laughs) fans. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So I've always just found it interesting. Okay. A live octopus? A live octopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to get some video of it. It's as disgusting as it sounds. Yeah, definitely. But again, Detroit, right? I mean, what do you say? Michigan, right? Yeah. We'll get all kinds of letters now, probably. (laughs) Yeah, right. But but anyway, well, well, wouldn't it be great if we did get all kinds of letters for anything? That'd be really cool. Exactly. So um, anyway, I just found that fascinating. Huh. That, uh, so you and I were, what, nine, nine years old? I was actually eight, eight almost nine. Eight, yeah. almost nine. Yeah. And you were watching? Do you remember uh, Oh, no, 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 no. No, no oh. I wasn't watching. Okay. But but I remember hearing about it. Do Because uh, it delayed the game. And I think back in those days, oh, yeah. the only delays were just really bad things that played out. And hmm. you got this candy bar delay taking place. So 
Very interesting. So I can't promise you <laughs> that the history segment is going to stick around, but um, I made it for this week. So a couple job. of things on the way out the door. Good news segment. Mm. I mean, just 58. I can't oh, get the idea um, yeah. out of my head that we witnessed 58 baptisms. It Man. was just... Uh, there's probably never been a day in the mm-hmm. history of Second Church mm-hmm. where at least 58 mm-hmm. people came forward mm-hmm. and made that confession of faith and mm-hmm. were baptized. Here, here's good news segment number two. You teased it earlier, but I want to just say a shout out to Tom Edwards mm-hmm. and to Terry Rosdale, mm-hmm. two men that just lived their life mm-hmm. for Jesus, died too soon, mm-hmm. you know, cancer, yeah. just awful. Yeah. But um, their, their funeral services, both services mm-hmm. were were truly celebrations mm-hmm. of life yeah. and celebrations yeah. of the life to come. Right. And uh, it's just a reminder that for the Christ follower, this world is not the end that's and right. there is hope. That's so right. that's all I got. That's a pretty good ne- way to end. Next week, <laughs> uh, Jim Russell, you know, Jim Russell, yes. he's gonna be, been a while since we've had Jim yeah. with us, but he's going to be back and he's going to give us an update on what's happening in the arena of Vermilion County Mental Health. And then the following week, State's Attorney mm-hmm. Jacqueline Lacey is going to be Very with good. us. She's got something really on her heart that she mm-hmm. wants to share with the direct line mm-hmm. audience. So on behalf of Garrett, the sound guy, mm-hmm. and Stephanie, my friend. Mm-hmm. This Safe is, travels to thank Kansas you, City, Thank Greg. you. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week on Direct Line.